Emily Lloyd Saney, are you there? Yes, <laughs> I'm here. Is that, oh my God, is that Anna Leong Brophy? The very one. Oh my days, I've been waiting for this moment for at least one hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> God, can't wait to catch up with you, mate. Oh, I've been on a, a call to Anna all the damn day. About seven <laughs> hours today. Yeah. Um, but this is different because this is still legit. Mm-hmm. Our podcast where we explore popular culture from our youth and ask, is it still legit? And today we are asking, Never Been Kissed, the film with Drew Barrymore, is it still legit? Yeah. Now, I hadn't watched it before. I thought I had. What? Yeah, I think I'd merged it with like She's All That and all those films of 10 Things I Hate About You and I'd merged it in with all of those. Yeah. You thought it was a Michael Jackson video. <laughs> Okay, if anyone hasn't listened to our Coming to America episode, you must, because (laughs) it's wonderful. No shade. I mean, this is exactly what you've done. That's exactly what I've done. (laughs) But okay, so you've you've seen it before, though? I've seen it before. Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it. Did you see it when it came out? I can't remember. One thing I've noticed about doing this podcast is I can't remember a damn thing (laughs) that's ever happened in my (laughs) whole life. (laughs) When I was watching it. Well, actually, before I watched it, I was like, oh, never been kissed. And thinking about, you know, it's a rom-com, it's this, this and this. Made me think about my first kiss. Oh. Which I needn't have ever revisited, really. Uh, Mate, let's go there because... I will if you will. I will if you will. Oh, sure. Yeah, mine's really, really not embarrassing. Legally, are we allowed to say people's real names? I don't think it's a... Mm, I don't I don't think it matters but just say the first name but it was Carl Brunson <laughs> sometimes you there's people in my life that don't just have first names they yeah. are the full name of those people I get my that first quite a lot. kiss people yeah call me Anna, Bro- Anna, Brophy. Anna Brophy yeah full name me uh, yeah. oh must have been naughty um, <laughs> so it was Carl Brunson and it was in my airing cupboard in the house that I grew up in fucking brilliant my parents I know my parents used to get back quite late so I'd always mum if you're listening this isn't true I'm lying have like people back after school and <laughs> what's she gonna do ground you <laughs> <laughs> yeah he, I, he went to primary school with me in the airing cupboard it was a nice airing cupboard, nice and warm. Lots of towels, soft furnishings. <laughs> but it was part of a game. I think we were playing like like mm, some like seven really... minutes in heaven or something like that. Well, light spin the bottle, but no one ever went past kissing because we were all too, you know, we were actually like. Why? What? What's, what do you mean? Never went past kissing? Where do you think it's meant to go? It's spin only the ever... bottle. Yeah. What full sex? <laughs> spin the it? bottle and then full bottle penetration. That's why they're so long between goes. <laughs> I mean, well, I didn't know. I thought we were just playing the pathetic Nottingham version. Uh, No, I love it. No, you are meant to do more on Spongebob. Surely that's like it's a sexy game, no? No, I think it's... it's, Is it more of a truth or dare game? Yeah. Yeah, because because only people who play Spin the Bottle are people who haven't ever really done kissing before. Oh, I feel better now. I feel better that actually I was playing it to its full capacity. Okay. So I went to primary school with Carl Brunson. I think he was my first, like, you know, when people just tell you that your boyfriend and girlfriend, that kind of situation. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then we got to secondary school. I can't remember whether I went up a year before him. I don't know. Anyway, so in my airing cupboard, we had this awful kiss in the dark. And it was, I remember it being really awful. 
And then I thought he was going to shame me to everyone. So I convinced him somehow that he'd kissed the mop that was in there. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. He went with it. He went with it. This that is was amazing. Yeah. But I convinced, I was like, no, oh my God, you didn't even come near me. That was the mop. <laughs> and he believed it, which is the worst thing ever. It's so funny, though, because I think that when you're a kid like that, every sexual encounter, anything like that, you are one step away. It's that thing where, like, if you say to a like a 14-year-old boy, do you have pubes? They don't know whether to say yes or no, which one's yes, going to get ridiculed. That's it. Yeah. Who's, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, you've got your period. Oh, do I say yes or do I say no? Which one is the one? Yeah. So, and maybe he thought his kissing was so bad that me, I was trying yes. to Yes. So yeah, that was our first kiss. And I don't think we ever, we never kissed again. That's, and you we were, were always very fond of each other, me and Carl Brunson. I think I was 12, 11 or 12. 12 feels right. Now he's got a mop fetish. Now he's got a mop fetish. <laughs> he's also a very nice boy. Very nice. Mine was much later than that, I think. No, it can't have been really, can it? I think I was like 13. Mm-hmm. And I remember, I, I don't know, again, because apparently I can't remember anything in my life. I can't remember the full <laughs> circumstances of this. But somehow we ended up meeting this boy don't know who he was. Who's who this was we? Brunson. Who's we meeting? Me, Nemo and Beth. You, Nemo and Beth met Carl Brunson, yeah? Met Carl Brunson. Where? Where the fuck did we find him? I, Probably this is, Camden. This is so shocking. No, no, no. No, this was Why before. are you all sharing a boy? <laughs> we found this boy. <laughs> no, 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 because I just, I remember them being there and I, I know that he didn't go out, go to our school. Right. Ooh. I think he went to Wilson High. Oh, he went to Wilson High. <sighs> It's terrible. I did not know him at all, but basically I was desperate to lose my kiss virginity. Right. It was, again, one of those situations of like, my friend likes you. Yeah. Uh, my my friend wants to kiss your friend. And then we ended up smooching down at the back of the park by a, by a hawthorn hedge. Yeah. And that was it. That was literally it. It was, uh, it was like a job done, in and out. Never need to see you again. Don't know who you Big are. Big kiss now. Done that tick. On the kissing. I'm going to block you out from my memories now. It was a decent enough. It was the stuff that followed after that, which was, after? you know, when guys just really don't. Oh, I thought you meant that day. I was like, bloody hell, Anna. Oh, no. Get your tick no. boxes done. No, no. It wasn't, it wasn't like a full blown <laughs> spin the bottle game. Get out the bottle. <laughs> kiss someone. I'm graduated. <laughs> but yeah. God, I'd totally forgotten about that. Down by Wilson Sports Centre, the girls were just stood a couple of yards away, just just like <laughs> just the watching. posse hanging out. Just, yeah. yeah. And it's getting a smooch I actually did think about my first kiss in the episode we did of Big as well, because they had that really full-on adult first kiss. And I was like, mm. nah. And you were like, nah. Well, I mean, can't wait to talk about the kiss at the end of the film. Oh, okay. Spoiler! Well, Spoiler, right, so Never Been Kissed, it's a film with Drew Barrymore. What year did it come out, Brophy? You're good at this. 1999. Because they have the Millennium Party, yeah. Yeah. Bloody hell, it feels so old for 99. That's not that... Okay, it's 20 years ago. That's 21 years ago. Oh, I feel sick. It was probably filmed 22 years ago, yeah. Oh, no. There are people who, like, are fully grown and married and have children who... Some of those actors look the same goddamn age. I don't know. Who? John C. (laughs) Riley, Jessica Alba. Jessica (laughs) Alba is so hot in this film. And also very funny. 
Yes, very Which she doesn't really get to capitalise on, I think, in her no. uh, well, career. I, because yeah, she's hot. A note on that as well. <clears throat> Octavia Spencer. Oh my God. Yeah, okay, oh we're, we're skipping okay, way we'll get to it. We're skipping, so, skipping. Synopsis. Should I do it or do you want to do it? Okay. Basically, in like three bullet points, it is madly run newspaper assigns a copy editor to go in, <laughs> pose as a high school student and make excuses for paedophilia. There we go. That's my, that's my synopsis. Okay. She's already getting into it. Amazing. Go um, on. Can you give yours? Because that is literally what I thought it was about. Yeah, it's, as you say, this madly run newspaper, which is the Chicago Sun-Times, for some fuck knows reason, sends their very, (laughs) very um, nerdy, quote unquote nerdy copy editor to high school to be an undercover teenager and get some sort of scoop. What scoop? They don't fucking know. There is literally, there is not even a reason that they're sending her in there. And for some reason, even though she has a very well-dressed and well-made-up best friend. She goes in looking like a fucking no, gone-off no, piece of ham. That's later, that's later. Because she goes to school and she looks about 57 years old. They, they bleach her eyebrows and put some and her lips. nude lips and together. So bad. And what is she looks she, older than Drew Barrymore has ever looked she, in her life. Yeah. Anyway, she, sorry, no, 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 no. Sorry. Okay, I won't, I won't keep straying. But then, yeah, essentially, she was traumatised. Uh, she's never really been kissed. She was traumatised. <laughs> Which she's forgotten. At her prom. What do you mean she's forgotten? She's forgotten. She's forgotten. And she's like, oh, it wasn't that bad. Oh, flashback. It was awful. Oh, I, th- I think she was covering it up when she said no, it wasn't that bad. She's forgotten. Emily, where do you get these ideas from? Because because of the she way she played it. She was like, oh, yes, I get to go to school. I'm so excited. And her brother's like, do you remember what they she's called you? She's blocking it she's out. Like, oh, yeah, I know she's blocking it out. That, to me, is forgetting. <laughs> okay, but yeah, you're <laughs> I right. I block out that I've got a meeting tomorrow. <laughs> I forgot. She goes back to school. She's been traumatised by this event in her life where she thought she'd got a date with the hottest guy at school to go to prom and he actually egged her instead. Yeah, that's awful. And and she kind of goes for the same guy again. Um, Mm. Again, she's 25, he's 17. But anyway, moving on. Yep. In the end, though, she's actually falling in love with her English teacher or actually I should probably describe him as a Shakespeare teacher. (laughs) Just Shakespeare. Shakespeare. Um, And then it all gets revealed at prom when she's crowned prom queen because she saves her nerdy friend from being covered in dog food. Terrible, terrible stuff. Then she writes a tell-all article that says, I'm going to... Like, I love you, Mr. Whatever your name is. I'm going to stand, uh, Mr. Coulson. I'm going to stand on the baseball mount for five minutes before the game. And if you, you know, can you come and give me my first kiss? And spoiler alert, they end up kissing. So I'm so excited to jump into it. So let's get a check-in done so that we can start unpicking this (laughs) film. Tell me if you're all right so we can move the fuck on. Exactly. (laughs) You're right. Emily, are you all right? I've started a flirtation with the bin men. Oh my God. (laughs) So we moved in here just before lockdown. So now we're getting furniture kind of delivered and there's a lot of boxes and they only collect boxes once every two weeks. 
and they only collect general waste once every two weeks. So you have to kind of, you know, food waste is every week. That's fine. We don't need to flirt. Cool. You're describing those. most people's lives right now. I thought it was every week. No. When I lived in Dulwich, it was every week. <laughs> <laughs> no, we have every two weeks. But yeah, oh, do you? I hear okay, you. well, fine. But we've got like massive boxes and it's all overflowing. That's and it's boring. Blah, 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 blah. Anyway, so instead of just leaving it outside, I don't want them to think I'm rude. So I went outside and said, I'm so sorry about these boxes. Would you mind taking them? We got into a chat. Oh. And now we have a thing where I say you we spin have the a thing. We spin the bottle and we have sex. <laughs> Full sex. In the, bin, in the back of the bin truck. No, uh, I say we've got a thing. I've got a thing where I feel like now if I stop going out to talk to him... Oh, shit. He'll stop taking things. Yeah. And John, on Tuesday when they came, John was like, oh, I'll take this out. And I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> I'll go. I know how to work them. I mean, I think they would just take it anyway. I think that's fine. No, they're very capricious. Really? Because, well, I think treating i mean i i remember at christmas time when the bin men kind of come round maybe they ring the doorbell what? the last collection before christmas i've never had my doorbell rung by a bin man well i have and i haven't sometimes as it I do, were sometimes i don't but well <laughs> your story says otherwise <laughs> but i have um but i always give them a tip the bin men a tip oh, at christmas i've never done that well I'm I always like, think about leaving chocolates out, but I think they might think they're just to be thrown away. Well, yeah. Well, I fucking pegged it down the stairs to, to give them a, um, a tip last time because we get so many fucking boxes because my mum lives abroad and she will just go in these flurries of ordering, you know, random stuff like vitamins and da-da-da, mm-hmm. order them mm-hmm. all to our house if she's coming here, even though she lives in... <laughs> She lives in Portugal, not like the Gambia. It's not like she doesn't have fucking Amazon, but there you go. Sorry, mum. But uh, just don't listen, all right, mum? Come on. <laughs> I don't know if anyone's sensing the undercurrent theme. Here. It's like, la, 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 get off the line, Stella and Penny. La, 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 get off the line. <laughs> so, um, yeah, because so we have so many fucking boxes all the time that I'm like, I've got to keep them sweet. I've got to give them... I don't know what's the good what's the good amount I don't know what what amount do you give them 20 quid do you but then I'm like fuck I'd love it if I just went around and knocked on people's houses at Christmas and be like 20 quid please they probably only knock on your doors because they (laughs) know what's coming yeah maybe does anyone else tip a bin men are you I mean I'm happy to I feel like I should but yeah well I don't think you should or you shouldn't but I think there is some level of tradition about it like my friend Harriet listens to this podcast yeah. and once when I was living with her because I used to live uh, leave a Christmas card for the TFL staff because I used to live in Brixton and they used to have Christmas cards up so I'd give them a Christmas card that's cute thank you that is not what she said when she found out what I did she was she laughed heartily went, <laughs> oh. it's like you just want to be loved but for all the wrong reasons <laughs> almost anonymously i don't like walk past and be like that card's from me i'll never forget it harry is stupid cow (laughs) i love that you were you were giving me grief the other day being like oh my friends are getting annoyed because you're the only one who mentions your friends and now you're like 
Shut up, Harriet. <laughs> Harriet. Shut up, Harriet. I've got a cat. lot of love for you, Harriet. I'm a big fan. What, because of that? No, separately. Oh, yeah, because of mugging you off. Nah, <laughs> yeah. no, 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 no. Just because I like Harriet. Um, well, you know, no bin man's ever going to flirt with her because she's got a bad attitude. Sorry, Harriet. Heard it here first. I think we should just get on with the show because I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, I think we've exhausted that uh, tipping the bin man front. Let's get in to Never Been Kissed. <laughs> I feel like you want to start on this because... I'm going to go in with something a little bit esoteric before we go off with anything. Okay, babe. They establish Josie's character as... (laughs) They establish her character as someone who is always picking up people's grammatically incorrect phraseology. Reminds me of you. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I relate to this woman. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And who's like very well-educated, went to Northwestern. She's the youngest copy editor, blah, blah, blah. She wants to be a journalist. Okay, fine. Great. When she goes to school, she immediately becomes such a fucking dum-dum. Yes. And it's like, you're a very smart and intellectual person. And it's a classic thing that I think Hollywood does with an older woman playing young or a hot woman playing ditzy is that she's constantly fucking falling over her shit. Yeah, she's clumsy and yeah. And she's like, she's (laughs) and like like gurning and giggling. And you're like, she wasn't doing that at all before. At all. It's like suddenly she stands for everything that she would have hated. Yeah, she's like... Even in her reaction to the new Billy Prince, like the... Yeah, what does she say to him? She's like, she's like, hi, guy... Guy, hi, guy. That rhymes like times, and you're like, what is happening? And it's not. Then they've not made it out to be like, oh, she's taken on the persona of this ditzy character. She just suddenly, as soon as she walks into high school, but of course, when she's reading Shakespeare, she's she's able to be really like erudite again. So, well, that's what happens in America because you get Shakespeare teachers. So she obviously remembered all that training. The Shakespeare teachers, fucking brilliant. Michael Vartan, who is, it was a big tick in my young book. I hot don't remember him French. from any other film. But he's hot in French though, no? Oh, but yeah, still hot. French? He is French, but I mean, I, I just, he's got that kind of Gallic look. He's not even. Oh, okay. Right, 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 right. Yeah, so hot, very pretty. He's like if Matthew Mar- Ma- Matthew Mahogany, Matthew Mahogany, oh. Matthew Matthew McConaughey, yeah, McConaughey. That's it. Well, I should know this because of the cat that used to come to my house, Kathy McConaughey. I can mm-hmm. say it when it's the what, cat. What anyway, they? he's like if Matthew McConaughey uh, hadn't done Dallas Buyers Club. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not. He's not as masculine as Matthew McConaughey. He's pretty, but he's got a bit of a rugged jaw. Yeah, I think if he's very unthreatening, diffident, it's very well cast for the for the target market. Who do you think the target audience is for this film? Never been kissed. People, uh, quote unquote, <laughs> nerdy girls. No, no, just young girls who haven't had their first kiss yet. But they're 25. What do you mean they're 25? No, the people in it. <laughs> they're not like kids, what, are they? Emily, what do you th- how do you think films work? <laughs> <laughs> do you think that the, the cast have to be the same age as the target audience? This is how I explain to myself having a quiet acting year. I'm like, oh, they must be making films with people that aren't exactly my age. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, same. I think there's another reason why we're all having a quiet acting year. Yeah, no. 
don't know what you mean, mate. Don't You've know what you mean. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think um, I think the target market is girls up to the age of like 15, 16, like that young romantic yeah. age. So he's ideal for that because he's he's very unthreatening. He's like a grown yeah. up Timothy Chalamet, mm-hmm. you know. That's better than Matthew McConaughey. That's probably a better, yeah. Do you reckon? Right. Yeah. Bit, bit of both. I think the obvious thing about the underage, she's 25, just to reiterate, she's 25. She's pretending yeah. to be 17. So not only is this budding love affair with the teacher, who is vastly inappropriate with her going on, but actually what's happening under the surface that maybe passes you by on first thought is she's like macking on this 17-year-old man boy. I know. And it's weird because I was watching it with John and there was a few moments where, well, I actually said to him, I'm not going to have this argument with you because I hate any argument that starts. If this were the other way round, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I hate there's so many and they usually come down to race and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> but also with gender as well, which was this one. But actually they do show it the other way around, but it's just like, oh, because he's a prick, we're meant to sympathise with you. You're a 25 years old woman. Yeah, and, and it's an interesting thing because even though in a weird way, the power dynamic between the teacher and the student is obvious and clear and it's a clear yeah. line that should not be crossed. Right. But the dynamic, the power dynamic between the alpha teenage boy and the very low down the pecking order, 25-year-old undercover, you know. Newly ditzy student. Yeah, because (laughs) if you say, well, she's a 25-year-old reporter, you're like, she's got, clearly got all the power. But they took the power off, yeah. They take the power off her, but still it's so questionable because you're like, are you guys going to get it on? Like, are you going to... What's happening here? They could have played Spin the Bottle, Anna, and she'd have had to play along. And she'd have to have popped the bottle right up there. Also, before we move any further on in this film, that fucking first outfit that she wears. But it's offensive. It's very confident. It's very brave. I'm like, oh, she could rock up and be the coolest girl in school. She does also say, like, she's cursing her friend Anita for dressing her like that. Right. We don't have a we don't have a makeover section. What a waste! No, I thought we were going to have a good montage. I thought we were going to have a good one. But they bleached her eyebrows. Her eyebrows at the beginning <laughs> of the sh- of the film are not bleached. Can I just say the the progress she makes in becoming cooler mm. is vastly based on how curly her hair is. It just gets straighter throughout the film. Yeah, 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 yeah. But she, and she stops wearing beige lipstick. But. <laughs> yes the first outfit I think it we it, we really needed what I presume was a cut scene which was her her over boisterous her very sort of like vivacious friend who's fucking amazing who's played by yeah she is great Molly Shannon um it's a fucking brilliant cast as well if you haven't seen it it's, it's a very good cast Drew Barrymore David Arquette is playing her brother who I mean if anyone looks 45 and is pretending to be a 17 year old it's David Arquette he's the most questionable character as well in terms of his actions interesting interesting okay Lily Sabaisky John C. Riley, James Franco in his film debut what the hell so young so obnoxious now he's just old and obnoxious just Um, old and obnoxious and Octavia Spencer I know it's 1999 and it shouldn't have surprised me and maybe I'm just a bit more awake to it now but 
the casting in this it's that classic we've seen it before this is a white film with one black character who gets kind of lines and so many if you look at all the extras in the school i don't know why you're surprised by that that's that's still no i'm not surprised it just was like oh yes i forgot well i was just telling you today wasn't i that i was watching space force i started watching space force and it's just it just makes you sad because that that's 2020 baby 20 years on from this film and there's one sassy brown girl everyone else is white and invariably male like why is the so there's two main characters one is um what's his name Uh, Steve Carell one Steve Carell the other one is John Malkovich why John Malkovich question why is that why is the, the scientist the head scientist who's like the foil to Steve Carell's character why is that not a woman or at least a person of color You've just got two white guys. Everyone else is white. There's one woman general. There's one. It's just so. And then they've like got the cute white daughter. Yeah. I'm like, guys, please. Even still. I mean, even still. Even still now. Just think a little bit outside the fucking box. I know. So I don't know. I mean, we are called Still Legit. We have looked at that aspect of films before it didn't surprise me but i was like oh god i mean yeah. hello octavia spencer didn't expect you to pop up there that was lovely and then we've got the guy in the van with his girlfriend his wordless black girlfriend yeah Word- wordless black girlfriend he actually didn't need anyone in that van with him so this is a surveillance van that comes in later everyone he's lovely though oh very lovely yeah his character's cool. really really nice i think it would have been nicer to have more of, of that character like yeah I think that's another layer of just not being able to think far enough outside the box because in reality the smart move would have been for for Josie's best friend who's played by Molly Shannon to be that that same person the, the surveillance yeah. person yeah who's running surveillance on her so that you you tie up those ends but instead they were like but this woman who likes sucking dick can't possibly be she able can't be to be good at a job in surveillance as well she's the one who likes sex yeah and this black cool man he can't possibly be best friends with this white woman so we're just gonna have to <laughs> make two different characters out. we've got the budget right we've got the <laughs> budget so stupid but let's talk a little bit more about the the teacher student relationship Okay, yeah, because that's really what it comes down to, isn't it? And actually, it was a bit of a twist in the film for me when they said that's what they wanted the scoop to be. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. that takes it a level down. So you know you're doing this, okay? I have no idea why she wants to be a journalist. She is no good at her job. She's terrible. So shit so at her job. fucking bad. She almost gets her boss and herself fired. And she, you know, I just don't see any merit at all in anything that she's doing but because also, she's the hero who's this rival journalist that must be in the school getting the scoop on something else yeah that's never mentioned ever again that's it like you don't have to be going to school to scoop the fact that all the teenagers are <laughs> hanging out at this empty forecourt and getting drunk all you have to do is drive past and go oh hey guys what are you guys up to here oh, we, this is where we get drunk. You don't have to be undercover. So bizarre. I mean, the safeguarding in that school must be very, very poor. So bad. So where was I? Um, oh, she's bad at a job. We were saying she's really bad at a job because she can't get a story. Yes, she can't, she can't get a story. So they are very improbably surveilling her with a fucking tiny brooch 
and they're able to see like crystal clear um it's like a little brooch camera. Oh, the connection is uh, superb. Yeah, considering how much trouble we have with Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> and it and it turns into this massive um like office there everyone's like with popcorn seeing how it all plays out. So there's no reason why at the very end and she reveals herself to everyone at the prom because she saves her friend which is very good. <laughs> Why the editor and the whole staff of the newspaper who've all been watching cannot write that story. Instead, somehow someone else scoops them and has a photo of her and everything. It's like, it's not like you guys didn't know what was happening. Yes. The, who is this undercover journalist that's in the sequel film that never got written? I know. Successfully doing a, a, an excellent job. Whereas a she's just job. Journalist revealed, says other journalists of like... <laughs> actually yeah. undercover I know so bad okay before we go into it I just I just don't think that she's the first student he's fallen in love with he, he got on a Ferris wheel with her yeah and no. then told him all about her his relationship not working oh, I shouldn't say that to you he says oh you're gonna have boys queuing up you're gonna <gasps> yes. have boys queuing up when you're my Round age Round the block for you and she says, you have to say that because you're my teacher. And he says, I And I, I shouted shouldn't. at the TV and I went, no, you shouldn't say that because you're his teacher. And his next line is, I shouldn't have said that because I'm your teacher. I'm like, oh, so you know. <laughs> and then they have a slow dance at the prom. Before the prom, there's this uh, montage, but he is like putting a bit of paint on her nose. And she's like, <laughs> yes, they're like doing openly activities together. It's this. It's and it's. And it's because we're excusing a lot of it because we know that she's 25. But he does not know she's 25. Mm, 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 And so mm, when mm. they basically almost have a fucking love confessional on the dance floor at the prom, it's so inappropriate. And then the worst of all of this stuff is that when she exposes herself... Nice guy. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, he gets to walk away and be like... Oh my God. You're in the wrong. In her article, she says, during the course of this experiment, I hurt a certain teacher. This explanation in no way makes up for how I treated him. How did you treat him? You, all you did was maintain your cover. Yeah, you were nice to him and you were polite and friendly. Although, I mean, to be fair, she could have had more discretion. Although... No, not enough to, like, out yourself in an article being like, I'm so in the wrong. I agree. The thing is, she should have if she wanted the scoop on him. But if she didn't want the scoop on him, then you definitely shouldn't be like, yeah, I'll I'll run the bake sale with you, sir. (laughs) Because you're going to get him in fucking trouble. But yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's his responsibility. The way he reacts when she does out herself at the prom and he kind of, like, walks off like, I'm out of here. This happens in every school I go to. Every time I move schools, this happens. (laughs) but then the way he treats it is like he could turn around and be like but i loved you you were at some point if this film had been left unattended going to shag what you thought was a 17 year old girl or at the very least do something inappropriate even if it was a confession of love or whatever your job is to not do that yeah you have two jobs teach do not fucking get involved with your students when she got crowned queen and was doing her dance with i call him new billy prince i can't remember his name yeah guy yeah who's really a really insipid string of of nothing he's like a cheese string the teacher walks off like he can't bear to look at them dancing mate 
please, you're on camera. She's got a great rack, but she's 17. 17, well, that's probably why as well. I remember one of the girls at my school developed um, her boobs when we were about 15. And the teachers fancied her. I know that sounds disgusting now. She was very flirty, but, you know, she was learning who she was. But I was like, oh, come on, boobies, come on. I want that teacher 15's to not me. that early, though. I mean, I never maybe developed it was earlier. Them, so. Well, maybe it's because I was 15 and didn't have any. But yeah, she had. Mm. I th- um, I, that sort of makes me think about the, the three girls. And this is... So, like, the three yeah. cool girls that she's desperate to penetrate their friendship group. The ones, and... the ones that are referred to as, oh, we got ourselves some underage hotties. Yeah, by the brother. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's plenty of that. There's, there's plenty, plenty of that. And that's what they're playing into. Girls. Like that is that kind of girl, like your 15-year-old friend, they've been taught that that's what that's what raises them in estimation. That's what the whole film is is supposedly meant to be about, like real people and fake people and their vibe is we're beautiful and therefore we you know, we rule the roost because we're incredibly skinny and beautiful. I mean, one of them says I've only been having water and X-lax. They mention yeah. X-lax a few times. Yeah, they do. They of, do. Of like, oh, wow, what a desirable thing to have. Just constantly be on laxatives. Yeah. And and that is, I mean, I know that they're meant to be being portrayed as the, the bad guys in the film, but actually they're very aspirational because they're gorgeous and skinny and they've got these fabulous outfits on tiny outfits tiny. tiny weenies well actually one of them goes to prom in like a bikini as yeah Barbie. Malibu, so, Barbie. Malibu Barbie Malibu yeah. Barbie Malibu Bar. oh the Adams family Malibu Barbie do you remember Don't that know. no is this another one of your famous not famous quotes there's the girl who plays Fester's girlfriend <laughs> fuck off <laughs> okay no I'm putting this if if anyone knows what I'm saying <laughs> Jackie. <laughs> Sylvester Stallone's mum. Yeah, Jackie. No, she... Okay, I'm not even going to tell you. It's an Adam's family thing. If anyone gets it, message me. We'll be friends. Whatever. Hold up. want to just pause and say a quick hello, hi, and thanks for listening. To any of our new listeners, we did a guest feature on the Beef and Dairy Network and had loads of fun. Yeah. And a lot of you have come to us from that. So thanks and hello. And one particular listener got in touch with us. Yeah, um, we got an email from Reese that we just thought we'd share with you guys. Um, because it's lovely. It says, hi there. Got turned on to your podcast, thanks to Beef and Dairy. Highly recommend the Beef and Dairy Network podcast for everyone, by you the way. You must. If you don't listen to the Beef and Dairy Network, get your thumb over there right now and click subscribe because it is but make sure that you come back to us we need you we love you fantastic there's enough beef and and still legit to go around for everyone so he says let me start by saying i'm a cisgendered white male australian for what it's worth worth plenty reese and remember (laughs) and remember loving little britain i've understood for a while that the show was problematic but your podcast helped me see the issues in a whole new light I've always considered myself fairly left-leaning, but the current climate with regards to racism has left me wanting to listen a bit more than speak. Listen to thoughts I might otherwise dismiss, or listen to topics I thought I was already knowledgeable about, 
reference. Very white, very cis, very male. Clearly an expert <laughs> on everything. Very self-aware, That wasn't us sh- throwing shade. That was him throwing his own shade. <laughs> Reese's words, not ours. <laughs> this episode was perfect for this. The thoughts that really fascinated me were the points relating to the ripple effects of some of the jokes. For example, the Fat Fighter episode you brought up. I thought it was obvious that the joke was the bigotry of the main character, but it never occurred to me that people would empathise with her. I just wanted to reach out and thank you for what was really a thought-provoking discussion. I get the impression that you might have some frustrations with cis white males, but <laughs> I hope it helps to know that some of us are trying to change for the better. All the best, Reese. It does, Reese. It does so much. And now I feel like, oh, we did this lovely thought-provoking discussion on Little Britain, and now we're doing Never Been Kissed. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, hey, everything needs analysing. Adults kissing kissing children is our thing now, okay? <laughs> That's what we do now. We really, really do appreciate anyone who is here out of a curiosity to learn more other than just having thoughts that they may already share with us affirmed. We love our open-minded listeners, all of you. Yeah, it's so heartening to know that people are really ready to listen at the moment. It, it means a lot, so thank you. I know from my own experience that it is not the easiest time i think everyone's feeling very emotionally fragile right now and it can be it can be easy to see people making efforts as showboating or something that won't last for very long or that won't have lasting effects so if you're able to support you know a black run business or if you've listened to other podcasts or you've learned something from people just just saying i'm listening i think it means a lot it really means a lot. So thank you, Reese, so much for getting in touch. Yeah. Back to the heavy, heavy subject matter of never being kissed. I, I know that we've moved on from here, but I've just seen a note that I wrote last night. Yeah, go on. Because she keeps having these revelations, like he that she has a Shakespeare lesson where he's like, if you're in this in a disguise, you can be free. Oh, she still doesn't get the is, memo. Can I just say so thin? That is such a thin it's, but she still doesn't it's so thin that she doesn't even get it. It's such it's such bullshit. It's like, oh that's what this whole plays Oh shut up. Shut up. Uh, yeah, exactly. And then she has this revelation that okay, I'm gonna get you know, she has that heart to heart with a brother and she's like, Okay, I'm gonna try again. She goes to the club Good and girl. she dances as if Theresa May has been cast as Drew Barrymore. She did that podium weird thing. Has a brownie and has a reaction to a brownie that no one in the history of time has ever had. That's not a hash brownie, mate. That's some... You've been... There's MDMA, MDMA in there. <laughs> <laughs> Not that we know. Get off the line, Stella yeah. and Penny. <laughs> like, what is happening? Yeah. And, and it is that thing as well of like, Drew Barrymore is very charming. And she's a good shout for this kind of character because... She's not Angelina Jolie, is what I'm saying. Right, 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 right. She's not like somebody where you're like, oh, anyone with two fucking eyes or one eye and a squint could see that you are incredibly beautiful. She has that really nice edge of of like, she could almost be, if she wasn't as interesting looking as she was, she could almost be plain. Like the kind of, the girl next door kind of yeah, feel. Yeah, perfect girl next Rather door, Rather than right? she's all that where you're like, actually, the girl that plays her nerdy friend in school, the her... Lily She's Sivisky. beautiful. She's Absolutely stunning. Beautiful. So, so stunning. And yeah, you're like, oh, guys, can you not see that she's a, an absolute babe? But yeah, because of that, I'm like, you don't really need to be turning the geek 
star up to 50. She even gives herself more of a lisp and she's not even playing a character. It's really, it's really over the top. It's yeah. not... Um, but she is very, very charming. Like, she's got this, like, very sweet, charming attitude about her that does seem to be very freely dancing around, making an absolute twat of herself. Yeah. But it's that vulnerability that makes it so... I don't know. I feel like they just missed the mark slightly because she is so vulnerable and so ditzy mm-hmm. and clumsy and very bad at social interaction. That means that that relationship with Sam... I think it's Sam. Yeah. It does go, no, for what you think she is, she's yes. a vulnerable woman. Yes. Girl. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You're There's right. There's one thing, she says something stupid and he's like, you're amazing. I'm like, no, she's not. She just said something really stupid. Yeah, it's... it's And, and also, if you're thinking of him as a predator, which we should, you know, like when in the Ferris wheel... He gets on because, you know, I get what they're trying to do. They're going, lonely rider, lonely rider, one single, single, you know, she's sitting in the bucket on her own in the seat. Yeah. And he joins her so that she's not completely lonely. Do you know what? They could have covered that with a bit more bullying. (laughs) So everyone laughs at her, laughs, laughs, laughs. Oh, look, Josie Grace is on her own. He comes to the rescue. Yeah, I agree. Or even he just, he's just buying his ticket and then they're like, in you get. And he's like, oh no, I can't. Forced Um, in. That's my student. And she's like, oh, I I don't mind. You know, whatever. I just want people to know that my answer to everything is not a bit more bullying would solve this, okay? <laughs> no, but I agree with you. I do agree yeah. with you. Because actually, that, that means he can still be the saviour. But, yeah. like, honestly, what you're saying is this girl is incredibly vulnerable and lonely and isolated, i.e. perfect fodder for a predator to say something like, if she was 17 and she was being bullied in that way and so on, and every 17-year-old girl pretty much has a crush on a teacher. Yeah. You know, if you have a hot teacher, that's the thing. If they're then riding the Ferris wheel with you and being like, you're going to have boys lining up around the block. This is what they're selling to the girls who are watching this film. Yeah. That that, that hot teacher, you know, I mean, come it's on. It's such an... Like, I was For the target audience, and that is why I asked you at the start, if that's who it's aiming at, what the fuck is this film saying yeah. it's like teacher student relationships aren't black and white they are complex they yeah. are yeah. complex and they might <laughs> they might be all right i need to say something now which i've been holding in for the whole film sorry okay. for the whole podcast okay and i just need it's to get it out, out of the way because you're probably <laughs> going to shame me for it but i have to admit it oh no the kiss at the end is fucking great Oh my God, Anna, I thought you were about to confess that you'd like snogged or had a relationship with a teacher. Oh no. My God, I was like, does um, she want to do this? What is happening? The kiss at the end is great. And to be honest with you, when I watched the kiss at the end, I got all the kind of teenage like, because it's a really good kiss and I fucking hate. It is a good kiss. Have you seen that film that's out recently with Issa Rae? So it's called The Lovebirds. Oh yeah. Oh no, I haven't. Oh, it's so good. It's such good lockdown viewing. I really recommend it. It's Issa Rae from Insecure and Kumail Nanjiani. Yeah. Who was from the, the Big Sick. It's such a fucking brilliant rom-com. I really recommend it if you're okay. in the mood for a rom-com. It's really funny and great. And it's got two people of colour. There's a couple in the... Well, that's not real. That wouldn't happen. I can't yeah, watch I know, that. Right? There's a great bit in it when... Um, a cop car is like slowly going past them and they think they've been caught out for something and then it goes past that. Oh no, thank God, he's just a regular racist. (laughs) (laughs) How relevant. Big fan. (laughs) It's awful. Um, I really enjoyed it. But 
Um, at the end, when they have a kiss, it's the worst kiss ever. Sorry, guys, spoiler, but it's just such <gasps> really. A now shit. I want to watch it. I want to watch it more. It's such a shit kiss, such an awkward kiss. And this kiss, I was like... They go back in for seconds on this kiss. Yeah, because it's worth it. It's fucking Mm. amazing. I mean, obviously questioning how on earth is she such a good kisser. And straight away, her her arms are up around his neck. It's like with Big. You could have just given me the last two minutes of the film and I would have had the whole roller coaster. I would have... That'd be like, yeah, I could just watch the last two minutes. Look at that amazing kiss. Maybe we will. I mean, because she sells it as right at the beginning, which is genuinely horrifying. And again, is selling such a mad concept to young women. She gives this account of what it should feel like to kiss someone. Bearing in mind, she's never been kissed. She's so never, she doesn't so what even are know. you basing that on? It's not even like you've watched a film and you've seen it happen like that. Maybe you have, but she doesn't explain I think it that. Is. And neither of her two adult woman friends go, where did you get that from? That is, yeah, that's literally, go on, think of an analogy, Anna, because that I, I was like, that is like saying, oh, you know that feeling. I've never had a bath, but I really, I, I've seen baths, but I want that kind of bath that you get into and maggots crawl up your legs. <laughs> <laughs> the water is made of bricks and... Oh, and you and you feel you feel so ticklish, don't you? In a bath, I just yeah. that's what I want from a bath. Yeah, yeah and you turn on the taps, and and the the music that comes from the taps is heavy metal. Is, and- but it's a hundred percent. She's still like a teenager. Yeah, she and, and actually they yeah. could have they could have exploited that if they'd chosen to to do it a different way. They could have been like, well, you're like a teenager. You go back to school. And then she could have, quote unquote, grown up in the film. Because she actually, it's the reason she is picked is so, like you say, it's so thin. There is no reason that she's no picked on any merit. It's not like you've always wanted to be a writer. You look like a kid. You, yeah, you will give, fine. You've been pushing for a a job. This is your one chance. That could have, yeah tightened up that whole storyline but anyway she's like a teenager in that she's got this fucking Lauren Bacall Humphrey Bogart idea (laughs) of of a kiss where she says like where the world disappears and and time stands still and you know there's nothing more that you want the only place you could have got that from is from films and movies yeah because it sure is in an airing cupboard babe yeah exactly he might kiss you fantastically on the baseball mound but will he kiss you fantastically on your other mound? Do you know Whoa, what I mean? Oh, brophy. Do you know what I mean? So you're saying, I'm just saying. <laughs> one of the other characters should have said, hey, 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 stop. You're putting too much on this kiss. How is he at Cunnilingus? I'm just saying, a first kiss with someone you fancy is always thrilling. Yeah. Unless they can't kiss. It's always knee trembling. You're like, wow, oh my God, first kiss. That's pheromones, baby. That's nothing but pheromones. That's not love. Imagine. What are you doing with this fucking pervert teacher? Get out of here. Wait a second, though, because if that is the importance she was putting on how she felt after a first kiss, compared to, like, me and you who were like, tick box, we need to be kissing someone right now. Imagine how disappointed she's going to be after her first sex. Her first sex. (laughs) Baby's first sex. (laughs) Can't say that. Can't say that. Who's editing this one? Me? Emily, take that out. (laughs) No, keep that in, Emily. Emily, you keep that in now. Okay. It's just, he's, not only is he, has he crossed the line, the 
the teacher-student relationship, he's also newly single from a five-year long-term relationship. Yeah, that he's struggling to commit to because she's just not the one. You know who isn't the one? Someone you think is 17. Also, mate, you were late. She gave you five minutes. You were late. Well, he, did, he didn't see the article. And that's another hilarious point. He, he might have never like, seen it. It was bad marketing. So, so you are relying <laughs> on every person in this whole fucking town to read the Chicago Sun-Time op-ed. Yeah. Also, her boss, her boss finds the story in the newspaper. <laughs> How is this the first time? He seen... keeps finding stories in his own then fucking Octavia paper. Spencer is reading it on a completely different page. I'm like, wow, this is it's such a good so story funny. that they printed it. Front page, centre page. You're the editor. Yeah, the oh editor's never seen it before. Wow, how did this two-page spread? I can't in? believe we've been. Sc- I can't believe we've been scooped. You knew when you wrote the story. Oh, something. No. He's mad. Um, but yeah, like, did no one go? Oh, and also we'll publish this, but also we'll just give him a phone yeah. call. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Her mate the- could have been like, I'll just nip round and be like, uh, Mr. Coulson, just wondering if you if you happen to subscribe to the yeah. Chicago Sun-Times. It's like happens on the same day as the article's published as well. Literally as the day he is wrapping up his trophies. <laughs> his trophies. So many his trophies. Because that's the guy you want to yeah. get with. Oh, what have you had on your shelves in your grown-up house? Just your trophies from school, is it? (laughs) Where is he moving? From the night before. He found out that he was a pervert the night before and now he's like, I'm moving. Do you know, the only way you'd be able to move that fast without working your notice, getting fired for being a nonce. Nonce is a word I would not, but there we go. She's saying it. It's... Well, do you know what's weird? Two years ago... You were fired for being a nonce. (laughs) uh, Or maybe three years ago... No, I you know, I thought the word nonce meant stupid, so I would openly oh right yeah call people a nonce. Not that often because I don't call people Begs stupid that often. But I thought nonce meant stupid. <laughs> and oh! you stupid cow. You see what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> shit. <laughs> but then uh, someone corrected me and I was like fuck why has no one told it's me a- all this time I don't even know where mm. it comes from or how it got there oh you're looking is that what this podcast turned into the yeah. origin of nonce <laughs> welcome to another edition of the origin of nonce <laughs> another edition there's so many oh the dictionary says well this is bullshit what? um yeah in, it's an adjective to express of a word or expression that it is coined for one occasion Phrases, for the nonce, for the present, temporarily. Its resources make it a major player for the nonce. (laughs) What a sample! That's in the dictionary. What dictionary? Okay, second, the second one. Oh, they're happy to just pop it in as a second. A person convicted of a sexual offence, especially against a child. 1970s, of unknown origin. Well, guys... Oh, well, well done, Dictionary, for not doing your job, (laughs) you nonsense. It's getting so much airtime, I love it. You know when you went, I would not, you wouldn't say nonsense, you wouldn't say paedophile or or what's... Yeah, you're right. What's the hold-up, Anna? I wouldn't say nonce, but then it's a weird thing, isn't it? Because who am I, I guess, who am I offending? I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, if anyone's listening to this that is offended by us using the word nonce, take a look in the mirror and be a better person, Okay. 
I'm going to cut that as well. I, can't, I think this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you enjoy watching it? Yeah, I did. I did. I enjoyed how unrelentingly 90s it was. You know, them at this Afrobeats club. This is where she like eats the hash brownie with the rusters. It's such a sort of it really pangs of clueless. And it's yeah, got, it you know, and the, the three girls who are like the queen bees, they are actually really good, really funny bitches, basically. Jessica Alba is incredibly beautiful and in, like very, very funny. So I did. I mean, it really did bother me that I was like, there should have been a makeover scene. Why is she so horrifying looking she does look 55 when she first gets out of the cast it's just because she looks like a corpse because they've bleached her eyebrows and yeah it's bad they've whited out her lips and like but she didn't look that bad before so you're saying that she had a makeover and she got made to look more ridiculous than she did before why has that happened one other thing I, i feel like is worth mentioning real quick is her assistant Oh, her male her misogynist assistant. assistant. Her incel assistant. Incel yeah. assistant, yeah. Essentially. In, yeah, he's bad. Well, he, I want to talk about her brother as well, but let's do the assistant real quick first. Well, no, I think that pretty much sums him up. He's like... He's, he's awful. He's an incel, basically. With no redemption, with no... No. He's just a horrible but person. That's, do you know what he is? He's like a David Spade character. Oh, think of David Spade yeah. in anything you've ever seen David Spade in ever in your life. Um, go on, but about David Arquette. Well, about David Arquette. Brother, yeah. Okay, so he plays this guy who's also desperate to get back into school because he's a bit of a waster and hasn't moved on with his life. It, okay, the, just the bit I want to talk about is when, one, mm-hmm. he finds out his the girl he's dating is 16 and then it's like, yeah, mm. cool. And then later on, again, knowing she's 16, it, I'm like, whoa, okay, They've they've at least pretended it's a bit more complex with um, Drew Barrymore. But what I'm getting confused about is because he, I feel like there's an arc with that at the prom. He's definitely like, uh, yeah. When she when she says she's 16, he's like, yeah. And then he kind of calls her out on her boyfriend, quote unquote boyfriend. Um, and he's like, see you at the cell block. You know, he's basically saying they're both in the same boat with that, yeah. which they are at that point. So, But then it's what and... you were saying with the power, though. It's what you were saying with the power. Because with him, yeah. he is a 30s man posing as a yeah. student about to... No, no, no. He's he's younger than her. He's 23. <laughs> All 22. Right. Well, yeah, he doesn't look it. <laughs> No, he doesn't. I mean, he's 45 or whatever in real life. It's a classic fucking Hollywood thing. Yeah. But he, he's meant to be 22 or 23, I believe. I can't still, remember which one. Still, though. It's still against the law. It's not. Is it? 22 and 16? Re- yeah. What are you talking about, him? Them, them having a relationship. That's not against the law, not here. In America it is, isn't it? What, you're saying it like I know, I'm asking you. No, oh, I don't know. All right, Soz. Th- When's their... When's their age of consent? Their age of consent is a lot older. Age of consent... In USA, 18. Hang on. 18. What's the lowest age of... Yeah. And that is that. does that vary from state to state or is it... Uh, the age of consent is 18 in 11 states. The lowest state age of consent in the United States is 16. I would say then so, it's still frowned upon. <laughs> well, I, I don't know um, because... She does I, I introduce herself and say, hi, I'm so-and-so, I'm 16. Yeah, and I'm a gymnast. <laughs> I mean, it's very... They're definitely... You're right, I think it's questionable. But I will just say, when I was 16, 
I wouldn't have thought that much of, I would have been pleased, but not horrified to be going out with a 22 year old. Do you know what I mean? It's different to be a student going out with a teacher. Yeah, okay, fine. But you're right, because it is, she's very young and she's talking about losing her virginity to him. Mm -hmm. And fucking Josie is the one who's kind of sitting next to her talking about penguins and trying to say like, you need to wait until you're older. It's like, bitch, please. You're pursuing a 17 year old and you're (laughs) 25. You're older, yeah. What's that about? Come on. All right. Well, I'm glad we had that chat. I agree. Good. (laughs) But but you're right. And also, again, you're you're also right because he looks so much older than all of the kids. I think it was harder for me to get past that because I was. That's why I was so eked out by it. I didn't realize. He could play her dad. I didn't realize that he was only meant to be 22 because if you miss that line, that one line. Fuck me, he yeah he, could he looks as old dad. as the teacher, yeah. and he's got a five, he's got a fucking twelve <laughs> o'clock shadow. It's yeah. ridiculous. Um, he then kind of does a one eighty at the prom, doesn't yeah. he? And he kind of realizes the reality of it. Yeah, but he's. We're also skating over the fact that he says that he used to date his own sister. Is one of the lies <laughs> when he's bigging up his sister with some weird. He says lies. I used to date her, and she dumped me. Oh, they're so unnecessary. I know. And also to be to become popular, he eats what is supposed to be a, a bin bat. full yeah. of coleslaw and it made me and physically sick. It didn't read because the three like the three mean girl, you know, the bitches are like, Oh my god, that's so hot. You would not find that hot, it's disgusting. That a coleslaw got a lot of airtime in this film. It did. It did. It got like four mentions, the coleslaw. Don't get me wrong. I love coleslaw. Me but... too. <laughs> me too. She asks what's in the coleslaw. And I was like, coleslaw ingredients, babe. Yeah. <laughs> There's only so much that can be in a coleslaw. What do you want? What do you here? need? All right. So shall I ask the question? Yes. Still legit? Not legit. <sighs> Not legit. Couldn't mm-hmm. get made now. No. And they try and they do try and find their way around it. They do. (laughs) What, like they know it's problematic? (laughs) Yes, yes. They do. They know it's problematic and they do a lot of kind of sidestepping. She's kind of saying like, maybe we can spend some time and get to know each other and stuff. But you undo it all with this amazing, don't get me wrong, it's amazing, um, last kiss. (laughs) That, that. Like, what is, what is the reason? What are you trying? What's the message? Yeah, what's, what's the, the message? message you're trying to and say? And who for? Exactly. Because they, what they're trying to say is this is like, as you like it. You know, she's been in disguise. Yeah. And now she's come out as who she really is. And But those two things are very different. Yeah, it's... Because not... of the balance of power. Yeah. In a teacher-student relationship. Yeah, it's, t- it's full of too many holes. I'm like, God, it must be hard to write a film... And then they, it's like they didn't have to answer to anybody. They're like, oh, this mm. mad newspaper can do this. She can do that. She doesn't have to be cool. She doesn't have to learn. It's not about love. They somehow have a, a full surveillance team, even though they're about to get shut down. Yeah. She, you know, oh, she suddenly is in this group because it just it, it's just a bit beyond where I'm willing to go to excuse yeah. a film that predominantly has a terrible message. Emily's review is not legit. Yeah. It would have been more interesting, but probably not the same. If they had almost kissed or something like that, 
if they'd really kind of got close to something and he was like, whoa, Josie, this is this is really not yes. appropriate. This can never happen. I'm your teacher yeah. and I'm sorry I've given you the wrong impression, but we, okay, okay, no more, you know? He should be the one where she's got the wrong impression. She goes for a little snog or like touches his arm or something. Yeah. And then he's like, Josie, this can never be. And then she's, she's with a really interesting dilemma where she's yeah. like, fuck, if I'm the real me, then then I can be with him, but I can't expose myself. But yeah. that's never an issue. Do you think there's a theme? Because we actually looked at a theme like this in Big as well, when she realises that he's a tiny, tiny child. <laughs> We've gone back it to is. it. <laughs> Why is it so yeah. common in films from the 90, late 80s and 90s? Oh dear. It's weird, isn't Definitely it? Definitely not legit though. Um it was it was fun. There was some good casting, but not legit. Not even in the fact that it couldn't get made now. Just in yeah. the, even then I'm like, fuck me, what a terrible thing to be telling young girls. And there's one like like a beeline message, like a bee story being like, Oh yeah, be be who you are. Because there's this big world out there and they don't give a shit whether you're popular or the nerd or blah, 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 blah. But that's such a B message to... Well, it's not as well because she's never been kissed. She's 25 years old and she's never gotten over the fact that even though she's been to university and so on and so on, she's never, ever moved past the fact that she... She's not a great advocate for lack of trauma from school, is she? Yeah. You know, what she should have done is figured that out outside of school, not go back to high school and figure it... Mm. No. Mm-mm. No. So it's no. a resounding Mm-mm. not legit. Not legit. Not quite bag of shit, but not legit. <laughs> <laughs> I will keep pushing that tagline um, from Anna yeah. and Emily, I'm afraid. <clears throat> yeah. So that's it. That is that film done, dusted, under the carpet, into the airing cupboard and snogging them up. Uh, what are we doing ah! next week? <laughs> oh, I enjoyed that. So that rounds us up on Never Being Kissed. And I think we should just fly on to what we're doing next week, please, Brophy. Yes. So next week we are going to be doing a crash. <laughs> so, I mean, it could not be more opposite from what we've just Yeah, we done. thought... I hope you guys aren't feeling too good. <laughs> let's let's drop a real Debbie Downer with Crash. <laughs> Would anyone like to line it up and watch it now? I've actually not seen it, so or have I? I feel like maybe I don't know. I'll know when I watch it's it. It's a very light, frothy rom com. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't about racism. Is it? All right, I'm up for it. Get involved, guys! It won an Oscar controversially. So dust it off, give it another watch and And meet uh, us here same time next week. Let's do it. Also, if you want to do a good deed for us this week, tell a friend. If you're if you're out at the pub (laughs) Yeah, that's a thing now, sure. That's a thing that you can do. If you're at the pub, get your friends to pull out their phone and click subscribe. That would be a great gift yeah. to and us also i just want to look you all directly in the eyes and say Ooh. i can see from our analytics that some of you are returning listeners and i i'm gonna need you now to rate and review this podcast that would do us the world of good okay? so those are things you can do for us <laughs> and buy us presents and food and you know that would be really that would be really nice um and of course you can always contact us 
Is it still legit at gmail.com or at still legit podcast on Instagram? <laughs> at a comedy on Twitter. All, all sorts. All sorts. You got always. All right. Okay. We'll see you next week. See you next week. <laughs>